I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am... Lee Lonsberry, there's a story we've been following for some time now. It started with a petition filed by the ACLU of Utah. The ACLU of Utah believed that there was a certain population within the jails and prisons of the state of Utah which were unfairly exposed and uh, endangered by the coronavirus. And so they made a request in a filing presented to the Supreme Court of the state of Utah. They requested that all those inmates with fewer than 180 days left on their sentence, should be let free. They requested that all those who have yet to be sentenced or convicted be let go free. And they also requested that those who are at high risk for complications due to the coronavirus be let to go free. And it was a broad, sweeping lawsuit filed against uh, the various counties of the state of Utah, which operate the jails, and the Utah Department of Corrections and the Board of Pardons and Paroles, which operates the prisons. And we have for some time now been waiting for a response by the Utah Supreme Court. What will they decide? And it's been the past few days we've been waiting for this. I thought we'd get it earlier this week. Well, just yesterday... The ACLU of Utah made an interesting decision. They decided to remove from their lawsuit, voluntarily dismiss the rest of the counties still included in their lawsuit. Now, what's that mean exactly? Uh, I, I don't know. The ACLU says the decision was based on new information related to COVID-19 policies and practices provided to the court that demonstrate that most counties here in Utah are now in substantial compliance with the petition's requested relief. In a moment, we're going to be speaking to uh, Utah, or I'm sorry, Salt Lake County District Attorney Sim Gill. But first, I want to share with you uh, some snippets of a conversation which took place just this morning between producer Amy and the legal director of the ACLU, John Mejia. First question she asked was, could you please, uh, Director Mejia, explain the latest update in this lawsuit? He answered this way. The goal of the petition is to keep people incarcerated in Utah's jails and prisons safe and keeping them safe from the pandemic uh, is also um, keeps everybody safe. That keeps the guards and their families safe. That keeps the surrounding community safe. So um, part of that goal was to facilitate more releases and, you know, the, the emptier the facility, 
the more that people can comply with distancing guidelines and, and take other preventive measures. So, you know, the purpose of, of this petition was always to promote safety in, in correctional facilities, um, you know, with an eye to safety overall. And so in reviewing the, the county's responses to the petition, uh, we saw that most counties are in the most recent or one of the more recent developments in this story is that various victims advocacy groups have spoken up saying, hey, listen, uh, maybe we shouldn't be letting bad guys go. Amy asked the legal director there at the ACLU, what's the message for victims who don't want to see these prisoners released? Yeah, I think that the, the purpose of the petition was never to cut off anybody's uh, interest in being heard. Um, and noticed of any potential releases. Um, you know, this is a crisis that is going to require uh, a lot of you know, very definitive, decisive, fast action. Um, but, but, you know, it has never been about um, trying to, you know, cut off procedures or uh, circumvent, um, you know, considerations of public safety. So, you know, this is... This really is about keeping people safe. Now for a reaction from Utah's largest county and one of the parties of this lawsuit initially, we have Salt Lake County District Attorney Sim Gill. Sir, how are you? I'm fine, Lee. Happy to be here. Thanks for making some time for us. Uh, tell me, these most recent developments, the ACLU dropping all these remaining counties uh, from, from the lawsuit, how, how does that strike you? Well, first of all, let me put it in its proper context. Just because ACLU coming at the 11th hour doing this motion after all the counties, including Salt Lake County, had done the substantive briefing of the, uh, the, for the petition, uh, is, uh, first of all, it's on its own procedurally flawed because they needed to get the stipulation of all the other counties or certainly Salt Lake County to make that petition uh, to the court because it does not automatically dismiss it. And the other thing to keep in mind, because doing so also absolves the court from having to address this on the merits of the of the uh, of the petition. And we've always argued that their claim, their petition was without any merit, without any evidence, based on a bunch of uh, hyperbole, and uh, therefore it ought to be denied. And specifically because while they are concerned, I understand. I'm a you know I support the ACLU. I'm a member of the ACLU, and and I think they do a good job, and they they and they should hold institutional institutions accountable. But accountability is a two-way street, and in this case, the reality of New York is not the reality of Salt Lake County, and so so they did not do their homework. They didn't talk to us. They didn't uh, bother getting the information. So they uh, uh, filed this broad sweeping lawsuit, as you said, and they didn't acknowledge the fact that we were already releasing people well before this litigation, maximizing good time credits, expanding the OCR criteria, uh, implementing individual case reviews, uh, which resulted in a 35% uh, decrease in inmate population without compromising public safety. Uh, uh, reducing uh, contact visits and implementing mandatory health screens for anyone who entered the jail facility, increased sanitation and hygiene protocols and, uh, and communications, and strict quarantine measures for anyone testing positive at the, at the COVID-19 uh, and the risk of exposure. We did this to uh, not only to mitigate against a pandemic, 
to keep those individuals safe, but also to make sure that we had an empty jail bed for those violent offenders who were going to be out there. So they did not pay attention to any of this. They go forward with this frivolous, frivolous lawsuit, and uh, and now at the 11th hour, uh, not having any substance, want to not have uh, be addressed on the merits. I already know that the other 21 counties are going to be filing to not be dismissed, and Salt Lake County is going to be filing to be not uh, to be uh, uh, dismissed on it because it, we want to be dismissed with prejudice. We want to have this matter be addressed on the merits. And uh, like I said, accountability is a two-way street, and they need to be held accountable for this uh, for this lawsuit. Have they taken all these actions out of ignorance, uh, dishonesty, incompetence, or, or something else? Well, you know, it's just, it. I don't know, you know, we are a small community, we're a proud community, and we take our responsibilities very seriously. And so when, when they came with this lawsuit, you know, they were unduly alarming prisoners who were there, the, uh, the people who work there, the good effort of uh, the, uh, our county officials, and unduly alarming our community at large, as well as their family members. And so... You know, if they had just taken the time to sit down and have the conversation, mm. and, uh, you know, we were sharing that information. The sheriff proactively was sharing that information. It was but for this litigation. Once they filed that litigation, now we have to respond to that litigation. So they were their own worst enemy in us continuing to share that information with the community. And so this is really, you know, so... Uh, I don't know why they did it other than to, because they thought they had low-hanging fruit and they were going to make these generalized arguments and score some points. And, uh, and here, we, uh, here we are doing all of this work uh, and uh, before any of this, and to suggest somehow that their litigation was responsible for this uh, uh, change and release is absolutely disingenuous because we were doing this well in advance of that. Mm. Very basically, uh, citizens are safe. There are no bad guys out running the street that oughtn't be uh, out there. There's no added threat to society right now? No. And All right. Absolutely correct. And, and most importantly, taxpayers' money, which has been wasted on this frivolous lawsuit in the middle of the pandemic, could have been being used for something else rather than having to defend a, a unmerited lawsuit. Mm. And it continues, and we'll continue to follow it. Sim Gill, thank you for your time. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Quick break. Guess what? In 10 hours and 8 minutes, we move to yellow. How's it going to go in Utah County? We'll speak to one of the commissioners next. Nathan Ivey is my guest on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.